0: Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetsBurts. We are your daily dose of cricket, handicapping, and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and as is Tuesday tradition, we lend Andy back to the folks at it's Golf. So he's chatting golf right now. We bring in Mr. Matthew Rooney for a little puck and a little baseball. How's it going, Matt? How was your weekend? Any chance you picked that stupid horse to win the derby?
1: I wish I picked that stupid horse to win the Derby. I was—I had a great weekend. I was out in San Diego for a, for a mini vacation, caught a Padres game. Unfortunately, was not allowed to bet the Padres game out there because California is dumb and doesn't let me do that there. Uh, had a great trip, though, a great weekend. But uh, was would have liked to bet on the Derby, but also, I'll, I'll be honest, I would not have thought twice about betting Rich Strike because it would have looked like throwing away money. How about yourself?
0: Uh, it was just an absolute disaster. And as I mentioned yesterday, it's at the culmination of the horse racing experience. They all come flying around that last turn. I think I have literally the top three, four horses at that point. And you're like, well, this isn't going to end well. Sure enough, there you see. It, and it was a great run. I mean, the jockey did a really great job with the horse. He makes a really nice move to the inside, back out, finds his lane and just explodes at the end. And I mean, it was a fun race overall. It's just a shame to be on the wrong side, I guess.
1: You know, I know it's been said now a hundred different times by a million different people, but like that overhead view that NBC tweeted out of where Rich Strike was when he made that run and not just the the speed that he closed with, but kind of the weaving in and out that jockey did to, to get him even to that point was just, I can watch that video a million times. It's just fascinating how they're able to do that. I did, I don't do, I wasn't able to bet it, but you know, my family every year has a little text chain like, Hey, who you got? And we just have a little fun running cool. I took Messier being the, the hockey guy that I am. I, I grabbed Messier was it was like twelve to one and yeah. was looking really good there for a second, but I kind of tell like this horse seems like he's a little bit of a front runner and then around that around that turn he just completely died. It was like a it's like it was, it, it, was it, it just ran out of gas. I, I did those front runners tend to do that. There seems to be one or two of them every year, but was a little bit excited for him and then right around that last turn I was like, Oh no, this isn't gonna be a thing, is it? He's dead.
0: You could tell when the starting pace was so fast, it was just like, oh, no, this is going to get weird at the end. But let's transition to something you are good at and something you do watch a lot of. What do we got for hockey tonight? We got, we're still in the playoffs. The Colorado Avalanche won, so I think you covered that bet pretty comfortably. How's everything else looking?
1: Uh, I, I nailed that bet with the uh, the Avalanche sweep. I'm happy I took that. I think I got like plus 375. Um, I have one parlay that's uh, I think it took four teams minus one and a half in their series and we're going to need carolina to go ahead and get a win tonight to keep that one alive uh patrick is in the chat saying i'm tired of losing money on the rangers (laughs) i am too uh luckily after i think it was after game one when i lost their first i I took or game two i took the rangers like first period money line and they were up or they're they're up two to one late let in a bad goal and ended up tying it ended up not covering for the period. And at that point, I was just kind of done betting that team. That team, unfortunately, a team I have a future on, um, seems like they're just not ready for the playoffs. That's okay. Luckily, I don't have them in my minus one and a half series parlay bet. The Flames uh, got a win last night to even the series at 2-2. Going to need them to go ahead and win two straight to cover that one. need the Hurricanes to win out. And uh, what's my last team? The Panthers. I need the Panthers to win out after a – what was it? really fun game they kind of dominated and should have won by more but had to, had to go to overtime to get the win
0: is every um, series 2-2 two, two? besides Colorado it, obviously
1: besides Colorado um besides Colorado I believe every series is two to two and it's been weird because like you look at the two series we're going to talk or the two games we're going to talk about tonight um I, I stayed away from a couple because there I just didn't really have reads on but the two series we're going to talk about tonight you look at the final scores it's 2-2, two, two, and all four games have been blowouts. The The Blues won 4-0 and 5-2. No, five, the, the Blues game 4-1 was 5-2. Five five two, two. A little bit closer than the score set. It was 3-2 midway through the third. They got a power plant at the netter, so that was 5-2. But the, the Hurricanes-Bruins Bruins games the have, the have been like 5-2, 5-1, 6-2, 5-2. They haven't been all that close. All um, right. But we're going to go ahead and take a couple of these tonight. I, I'm on the – I'm on the Wild and the Hurricanes, but I wanted to get creative. I, I don't like taking puck lines in uh, in playoff games because they tend to be played a little bit tighter. Even though all of these games have been decided by two goals or more, I just think later in the series it's still playoff hockey. I don't love taking puck lines, so I, I wanted to go team total overs here because if you look at these two series, both or all four, all I guess eight between the two series winning teams have scored four plus goals in these uh in the first round here. The Wild, I think, have scored five and six in their two wins. The Hurricanes scored five in both of theirs. And I, I didn't the, the money line didn't really have much value for both teams. I think the Wild were like minus 160. Hurricanes somewhere around the same I don't I don't know exactly, but they're somewhere around the same line there. I think both of these teams are going to win tonight. Both uh, the, the Blues have kind of struggled in net, going back and forth between Huso and Bennington. I like the Wild to score at home and give me four. Uh, the, the Wild uh, Wild team total overs and Wild overs at home have, been, have hit a lot this year. I know playoffs changes things, but still they've, they've been a team that can score at home. And I think the Hurricanes are going to hold serve at home. I think they're going to score. They scored a little bit even on the road. I think they're going to play better at home tonight. And I at plus 108 and plus 136, I think this is a – you know me; I don't like taking the laying a laying a lot of juice on money lines. I think this is a creative way to take some money lines and give yourself a chance at some pretty good value in the in the process.
0: Yeah, I love team totals, and again, I like your philosophy. You might as well try to pick something at plus odds. It just you know you give yourself a little better chance long term. It's always good to try to sell, and yeah, both of these look pretty good. I mean, the little bit of hockey that I do know, like you said, it doesn't seem like these teams win without scoring four or five goals anyway.
1: No, and that's been the weird part about these playoffs is, I mean, I think once you get out of the first round, things will tend to slow down a little bit. It's not quite to the NFL extent where, you know, the first round is all blowouts and high scoring games and the things kind of settle down. But I think once you get out of the first round, the teams do get a little bit better. I think once they weed them, you know, weed the, the teams not playing as well out, I think you will start to see, you know, games hit, you know, five, six instead of seven, eight, nine on their totals. Uh, but this has been a, a weird first round, and that there's been a lot more scoring, it seems, than there usually has been in, in years past.
0: Now, looking through the chat, Darren Summer, one of our buddies here, I like that Patrice Bergeron over three and a half shots on goal. What do you think of that? Uh, I, I
1: don't. I, I don't have his uh, shots on goal numbers right in front of me, at least in terms of his game logs. But Patrice Bergeron to show up and, and be a big factor in a playoff game is never a bad idea for me, especially in, in a once you get later in a series in a tight series, guys like him tend to take things more in their, into their own hands or at least try to. So I would I would like that uh that over for him, especially with Boston being so reliant kind of on those their top two lines there. They're a little bit of a top heavy forward group. He'll probably see 25 ish minutes tonight. Uh, and so he'll he'll definitely get his chances. I think that's a pretty solid problem.
0: I can dig it. And the penguins by the way apparently are up three to one. So that's not so bad. But we got the NHL playoffs. The NBA playoffs continue. My 76ers play tonight. We've got another Maverick Suns game. No picks for me tonight, but wanted to take a look at sort of both of the games here. You look at the 76ers heat game, you know, Embiid's playing now. That's that's a thing. We're finally starting to build that into these lines. Um, you know, the heater minus three here makes sense. Kyle Lowry, looks like he's going to be out tonight. Honestly, that might be better for him. He was really struggling. Um, you could see no lift on his jump shot whatsoever or was okay defensively, but I think it'll be a little more solid for Miami's lineup without him and having kind of everybody who's on the floor being 100%. Thought about maybe an over here, but the games in Miami particularly have been kind of slow. So, again, might end up with an over there. Uh, I'm going to see where the line goes for today. If it continues to sort of tick down a little bit, maybe I'll grab an over do something live there. But uh, the pace has started to pick up overall. But just I'm wary of what's going to happen once we switch back to Miami again tonight. Maverick Suns also tied 2-2. We'll see what Phoenix can do. Hopefully Chris Paul can play more than about a quarter of basketball tonight before fouling out. Um Just some really odd games in that series between some of the performances in terms of what Dallas is doing from a three-point shooting perspective. I mean, I don't know what's more strange, Chris Paul fouling out basically in the second quarter or Dorian Finney-Smith going eight for 12 from three. So kind of a lot to unpack there. The Suns have generally been very good at home. I wouldn't mind necessarily a bet on the Suns at six. That number is, again, pretty much where it's been all series. I have it a little closer to seven but again it's i'm trying to figure out this series more and more the mavericks have made some adjustments on defense they've been playing a lot more physical basketball we'll see kind of how the whistle goes tonight but maybe the suns maybe an over and sixers heat but two more games tonight and would it become a lot more competitive series than i thought
1: dan i did producer dan had a fun comment in the chat there not just are all the nhl games we're talking about tonight two two all the nba games tonight tonight are two two so we have six playoff games tonight all in even even series through four so just kicking off a best of three i, I was i read that and i was a little confused i was like
0: Wait, there's six hockey playoff games tonight what the hell that that's what first
1: i first was like well there's six left no not tonight but then i was like, oh that's what he means got it got it
0: and yes patrick the rest had been horrific they will continue to be horrific it's sort of how it goes and that's just Darren that's, that's the storyline
1: in the nba playoffs i see Dare i saw darren's numbers there uh, i thank you for doing the legwork for me on pro on Pro-On hockey reference uh if those are his numbers i'm i'm taking the patrice bergeron over three and a half shots probably have to lay some juice i would guess but still i am
0: i am on that i know it's something darren's been doing to quite some success and we might as well continue to do that so um kudos to him that's a great little prop for us tonight and now you're up again maddie what are we doing how's baseball going it's it's still happening the phillies are winning my mom might want to go to a Phillies game. She was actually pretty depressed and was like, "They're kind of stink. Maybe we should go to like a Philadelphia Union game." But they started scoring runs, thank God. The weather warmed up.
1: You know, I, the I, I I glad they're winning lately. I just the last game I saw of them was that Friday. It was a Friday night collapse against the Mets in the ninth? There, uh, where they had they were up like seven to one, and the Mets rattled off eight in a row. But I get good for them bouncing back since then because it's hard to do. Uh, My White Sox did the same thing last night, had a six run lead in the ninth and then ended up losing 12 to nine, an extra 12 to nine, I think in the 11th inning. I just wanted on record that last Tuesday when I came on the show, we were following a terrible wild loss in game one and he was nowhere (laughs) to be seen. Last night, the White Sox have a brutal loss that was really kind of really a big gut punch against a rival division rival. Who's on the show this morning? Me. I'm here to face the music. I'm here to talk White Sox baseball because that's what Andy's I'm doing. Andy's a coward course, and you're
0: not. I like what you're saying.
1: That's I didn't say it, you did, uh, <laughs> but no. Once once we're done here, go check out Andy on the golf shows. Um, I, I do have a White Sox play on the diamond tonight. Baseball's been tough. It's been as streaky this year. It's been as streaky as I can remember. It's uh, you went, go three and one, go one and three, go three and zero, oh, go zero oh and three. It just keeps going back and forth. There doesn't seem to be a lot of middle grounds. But we're gonna keep rolling here. I know I don't like laying – a lot of heavy juice in this first run, the first one, but we have a, a Royals Rangers first five, uh, under four and a half. It's, it's Brad Keller going up against Martin Perez. Both pitchers have been really good this year. Both, I think Keller's whip is, is under one. So he's allowing under a base runner per inning. Perez's is just over one, uh, ERAs or Keller's just over one. Perez is just over two. So both guys have been really good this year. Both lineups haven't really hit all that well. Uh, not driving in a lot of runs. I think, uh, Kansas City's team batting average is like 220. Texas is hitting around 215 despite going out and paying like $700 million to their middle infield uh, to, to bring some pop into that lineup. Hasn't worked out yet. Bullpens aren't elite on either side, but I, I like the first five under four and a half. That seems like a lot with two pitchers going out and throwing really well so far. Uh, Tim Anderson, three plus total bases. I opted to go for the value here is two plus was minus 140. Again, he's going to hit leadoff for the White Sox. He's going to probably take the most swings because he loves to swing the bat. He doesn't like to see a lot of pitches. Um, Plus plus 180 for three-plus bases after what was a a brutal loss for the, the White Sox team leader against the division rival, I would kind of expect if they bounce back tonight. Uh, the offense is going to go as Tim Anderson goes, as it usually does. He had a big night last night. I expect a, a good night from him tonight. I wouldn't be surprised. And it, it, if this happens, we can clip it. It wouldn't be surprised to see a, a first-at-pitch or a first-at-bat home run from Tim Anderson. He He's done that a couple times already this year. Um, and then Manny Machado, two-plus total bases against the Cubs tonight. Wade Miley is on the mound. Machado has hit him pretty well in his career. I think he's hitting like three, I think it's five for 15 with three extra base hits. And he's been really good over the last uh, like seven or eight games. He's hitting like through a little over 300. So I like Manny Machado, the Padres' best player, to, to go for extra bases or grab a couple hits tonight at just about even money against the, the Cubs team that got him last night, but probably won't tonight since they've been playing it as bad as
0: they are. I can dig it. I love those total base bets. Those are really fun. It's Machado. fun. I, I was I was I looking through –
1: like, I, I, you know, he's – his last – like I think he's only gone over the two-plus like – three of his last eight, but like he's got three home runs in that stretch. He's got a couple multi-hit games. He's just having a little bit of bad luck. So I, I, I mean, he's, it's hard to say he's bad luck when he's hitting as well, but in just terms of covering the two plus total bases, but he's been producing, he's been swinging the bat. Well, he's been hitting the ball pretty well. Um, so I, I like him in that spot. Yeah. The, the total bases props are a fun way to, like, there was really not a whole lot of value on run lines tonight. Wasn't a whole lot of value on money lines. Baseball over unders are kind of a crap shoot. It's fun to, Go ahead and find some individual players, individual matchups, and see if you can grab some value. Like Manny Machado was one of the best hitters in baseball. Two-plus total bases at even money, I think, is a, is a great way to find some value.
0: And hey, just as a casual observer, it seems with totals, there's more nights where everything goes over, nights where everything goes under. I wonder if you just start betting salamis.
1: Uh, you know what? That might be the way to go because in, betting individual games is, is not that easy.
0: And for those who don't know, the grand salami, you could take all the – Runs from all the games and bet the over under for each. I love it. You can do it in hockey sometimes too. I imagine they're running for the yep. playoffs every night.
1: Uh, I believe there is. Yeah, I, that's something in the NHL. Side. I just I totally stay away from come playoff time.
0: It's it's funny. It's a fun. It's the name is great. I don't know why it's called the Sal- the Grand Salami. Like I don't. I would love to, if anybody knows where that term came from. Maybe producer Dan will look it up. Give us uh, an Origin, origin story for care. that. But tennis, we're traveling all over Europe. We've got three different tournaments. It's a big week for tennis. Uh, there's even a fourth tournament. We didn't make it to Germany, but we'll start in Italy. Um, just going to double check here that match. Uh, yes, that'll be nice and early tomorrow morning. Simona Halep is playing against Danielle Collins. Simona Halep starting to find her form again. Um, you know, one of the best players on clay in the WTA. Um, had struggled with some injuries over the last year or so, but looks to be in good form, looks to be in good shape. And again, Rome is a place she's done very well. Won the tournament a couple times, generally makes a deep run, even though it's right before the French Open. She goes up against, again, Danielle Collins, a really good player, but not so much on clay. Hasn't played in a while. Um, just don't really think that we're gonna get a great effort from her. So happy to lay the five games of plus one fifteen. She's minus four and a half at standard juice. That's fine as well. If you got a chance to sell in the half game, go for it. I think again, if she wins, we're looking at like a six three, six two, six three, six three kind of thing. It's probably a blowout. Um going to Paris and a a short underdog to Magdalen net um, was able to get this at plus one ten, I think plus anything is solid, plus a hundred, plus one oh five. I'm seeing still available. Again, like Bogdan, she's a really solid player, kind of these mid-level events, has kind of the game and, and just the overall talent, I think, to be much better than Lynette, who I think is priced generally more on how good she is on all surfaces in general, as opposed to just on clay here. Again, particular conditions this week, a lot of these tournaments are going to be very slow, even for clay. So i happy to take Bogdan here at Plus Money. I mentioned this one yesterday in Spain. This is at the ITF level. Again, you should be able to find this just about everywhere now. and um she was Lazara garcia was plus 110 yesterday i'm seeing again any any plus numbers fine plus 100 plus 105 um i just really like her spot here against jinyu wang who again is just should be pummeled here when in the first couple matches during the surface change here so all these really early tomorrow morning again we're in europe so not much afternoon tennis a lot of early morning tennis breakfast and uh breakfast and tennis for you Matt.
1: I think the only thing better than, you know, lunchtime betting is some coffee betting, some early morning breakfast betting.
0: Now, we have a little bit of surprise for you, and although we're a little disappointed, Producer Dan is not going to sing Ya yeah, Ya yeah, Ding Dong. He does want to talk to us a little bit about the Eurovision Song Contest. How goes it, Producer Dan?
2: It's good. Can you guys hear me? Oh, yeah. Indeed we can. Excellent. Uh, yeah, uh, we. me and my fiancé really got into Eurovision last year. Uh, it was the first time I think it was easily available in the United States. Uh, and you can watch it on Peacock. So if you have Peacock, if you're a soccer fan or a Notre Dame football fan, Matt, I don't know if you have a Peacock uh, subscription or not. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can watch this. And the semifinals start today. And there there's odds for this. You can bet on everything. And it's a big deal in Europe. If you don't know what the Eurovision Song Contest is, this is a contest that dates back to 1956. And every country in Europe is able to enter a song into the contest depending on certain circumstances there's one notable russian uh or one notable country in europe russia that has been disqualified from entering this year's competition but usually you can enter it and it's great you can do a song that's kind of representative of your culture you can do something that's like pop music and has nothing to do with your culture you can import ringers the eurovision contest is probably most well known for launching the career of celine dion who is from canada but was recruited by switzerland to uh, perform in Eurovision. I think it was 1988, and she won, obviously, it's Celine Dion. Uh, but this is an awesome, awesome, silly contest. And some of the songs are awesome. Uh, there's one today in the lineup in Norway. I'm not going to tell you what the song is. You can Google it. All the stuff's out there on YouTube. You can watch it. Uh, Norway's song is one of the most batshit crazy things I've ever listened to. It's awesome. Uh, but they are not the favorites to win Eurovision. Uh, there's a very predictable favorite To win eurovision this year and i look i'll be honest i think you should probably bet it Uh, of course given everything going on in the world right now ukraine is a pretty solid favorite to win eurovision and their song is actually really good it's called Stefania by a group called the kalush orchestra and it's a ukrainian hip-hop song so let that kind of sink in uh it is awesome i don't know i don't have no idea what the words mean but uh, it is fantastic, and they are favorites. And you can bet this in a few places. Um, there's one bet, uh, one place you can bet this. Uh, if you're looking to bet in the U.S., uh, they're offering it at plus 120. However, it is a max $10 no rebet. So throw some lunch money on it. You can at least make a little bit of a profit and then go do something stupid with it. But at most other books, they're minus 147, where you can spend a lot more money and bet a lot more on it. I am telling you they are a heavy favorite. They are probably going to win. The only country that you have to worry about is Italy, who won last year. Uh, Four times prior has a country won at least back-to-back. The last country to win Eurovision back-to-back actually three-peated, which was Ireland, Um, but three of the four who have won back-to-back years, the second win was on home soil. Uh, It is in Turin this year, which does affect some of the voting because people get really fired up to vote for their home country and it's in turn. so Italy is the only other real contender that I think you have to worry about. But, uh, this is the semifinals start at 2 PM. And I think the odds are going to shift pretty heavily once this airs, because I'm sure there are some people who aren't as online as we are and, and maybe haven't been as locked in. But now that the semifinals are starting, uh, you're probably not going to get these odds. I'm sure it'll change a little bit or probably get worse, but at like minus minus one fifty or better, like, they're probably going to win for everything going on in the world, regardless of how good the song is. And the song's actually really good. So Ukraine to win Eurovision, you can find it at your favorite uh, local book uh, of choice. Uh, and that's what we're going to go with. And Peacock, 2 p.m. Eastern, if you've never watched it. It's very silly, very patriotic if you're in Europe. And uh, and if you don't like that, go watch the Will Ferrell movie on Netflix, which is also very good. <laughs>
1: I have seen that. I have seen the Will Ferrell movie on Netflix, which was, it was surprisingly funny.
0: Play, yeah, yeah, orchestra. <laughs> I love the, that's such a great name for a band. I and mean, It's a hip hop group. I guess it's not a band. I guess they could be bands. I don't.
2: Yeah. It's don't call, the, the Kalush Orchestra. <laughs> Patrick McCann asks, is it to win or lift the trophy Throwing <laughs> back to Euro 2020? <laughs> uh, which of course question. Italy won. I think okay. they're the only country that's ever won Eurovision and the Euro in the same year. But I'm, don't quote me on that. The true I also like Patrick's year. other
1: comments about starting the the Eurovision NIL Collective. I like that.
2: We should we should get we should get on that. <laughs> Absolutely, and yeah, this I brought this up in the deep dive DJN Discord. That's a lot of uh, D's for you out there this morning. But uh, so yeah, we're all fired up over there, and like I said, it's a silly thing to bet on. But if you can't bet on silly things on a Tuesday afternoon, what's the point of betting? It's a good Come point.
0: I'm on down for it. I mean, I'm disappointed, you know, we never get Frank Brank to give us mass Singer bets, but we'll work on that someday. But thanks, Producer Dan, for jumping in for that. Thanks, Matt, for stopping by, giving us some baseball and hockey. Thanks, everybody in the chat. Really good job by everybody today, both the Patricks, Darren, everybody else, filling in. We really appreciate all your commentary. Give us a thumbs up, like, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. So Andy's nice and happy when he comes back tomorrow. And go ahead, hop over to Bettsports Golf, see him there. We'll be back tomorrow.